0: category is
1: hola maurice how you doing bien too.: bien yes bien muy bien
0: yeah the sun like just came out for like the first time in a few days
1: <laughs> yeah i heard it was like raining all weekend here
0: it was it was warmer than it had been but it was so it was like in the high 40s low 50s but it was raining almost the entire weekend yeah um, but you know yeah you know
1: that's a part of living in the northeast <laughs> yeah. i was i was not here for the rain um <laughs> i was at my best friend's wedding in Esparta. So mm. gorgeous gorgeous weather it was a lovely time um celebrating uh the love of him and his partner now so been so. It was just it was a great, great weekend. Lots of memories made.
0: You know, and COVID awesome. spread.
1: Oh, absolutely. Dup. I um am quarantining. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I first of all, allegedly, like COVID is just not a thing in Florida. Just like, like the world is a totally different place. Masks are like a suggestion. Social distance. Who um. It's just crazy. Like, you know, there's this place in Key West called Mallory Square. We did a boat cruise. But we're on the boat cruise and no one's, like, doing um, wearing masks. People are drinking and eating, obviously. And on a boat, obviously, you're limited in terms of, like, space. <laughs> and they, they packed everybody on that boat like it was on the you And it was just crazy. It was just lots of people everywhere. There's hundreds of people on top of each other. No masks, no nothing. So it's a little scary
0: honestly apparently not you was living it up down there i I don't know i feel like that is a very irresponsible decision like most people would cancel or significantly downsize Mm -hmm. their weddings and to have people getting flowed out and and how many people are at this wedding a lot of people yeah <laughs> and it's just irresponsible well, i think it's very selfish as well because you have people flying in from different states and cities and you're mixing households and you having all these people uh-huh. come to one event and mm-mm. No,
1: I, I get that i do get that like it's definitely a concern i think that just I don't know if this is the right word I'm using, but like culturally, the approach to COVID in the Northeast is so much different, I think, than in other parts of the country. I think because like New York and the proximity that Philadelphia is to New York, when we were first hit last spring, which is like damn, it's already like been a year now. Um, we just took it, I think, with a different level of seriousness, and I think that that kind of that 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 thought that ethos behind it is just different in different areas of the country and i think that that's just evident in how people interact how people mask up or don't how people decide to have their events and so on and so forth but you know all in all covid aside it was a nice time to celebrate that with my friend and it's a beautiful beautiful ceremony beautiful weekend um you know i would say I, i tried to be as socially distanced as I could, but it was just really almost impossible. You know?
0: I hope it was worth it, because once these people start getting sick, I mean, I hope he got all his gifts and his registry was popping, but I, I just think it's a very irresponsible risky, decision yeah. to be making at this point. And just, it just is very selfish for, that's the only word I can I can find. Um, and then the way divorce rates are these days, girl. I mean, good luck. But I'm just saying, I don't
1: Are you waiting until after COVID to plan your wedding?
0: I don't even think I'm a wedding person anymore. That's the thing. Really? Yeah. I don't think that shocks me. You
1: love a party. You still always talk about having a wedding.
0: But if even if I did, it would be it would have been very untraditional. Like it Mm -hmm. wouldn't be, you know the we're going to walk down the aisle and we're going to do this and we're going right. to have a bride or wedding party we're going to do this we're going to do... no it would not be any of that it would be very pared down be very relaxed and i just think weddings are a waste of time and a waste of money like i just think so you would go get... down
1: to the courthouse
0: <laughs> pretty much like i would do something very simple very chill Understated. it yeah and like I'm, you know, we would have a bomb party because I already have the venue. Mm-hmm. If this COVID situation <laughs> gets under oh, control, are you, are,
1: are you going to share? No.
0: No. Tell uh, um, me offline. No. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I stealing? Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> but no, I have I have my Pinterest board is together. Like mm-hmm. it's just a matter of once things get. To where they settle need down. to be and settle right. down. I, I would right. not be having people flying in and doing all this and yep. worried about are y'all gonna catch the wrong or right. give me the wrong shit.
1: Yeah, I mean there was lots of nice aspects of the wedding. You know, it was just it was a beautiful venue. Everyone looked great. The food was amazing. The drink was great. But honey, I was gagged when there were fireworks. I was like, oh my gosh, firework money. Yes, that was really cute.
0: I just remember when (laughs) this friend Mm -hmm. said he was going to cook us a nasty Italian meal, and it was going to be from scratch. Don't do that. he was going (laughs) to make everything homemade, and we got there, and that eggplant (laughs) (laughs) parmesan was frozen in the middle. He got the Trader Joe's frozen eggplant parmesan, and didn't even cook it all the way. You could have warmed it up a lot better than you did, but...
1: Well, how was the rest of your weekend here in rainy um Philadelphia?
0: It was good. So we had a you know like a documentary until chill can we just were watching um just different stuff on that that um app I was telling you guys about the other oh, week what's called What's it called again? Curiosity Stream. Yes. So yeah, we just watched a bunch of stuff on there. And we also had a New thing that I'm trying we're trying out this uh this month. So mm-hmm. I'm using the um this promo code that I found online and I got the uh, Martha Stewart has like the subscription, like the food boxes, you know how like HelloFresh and like Blue Apron. Blue apron, right. Yeah, and they all have like the, you know, you, they deliver the, it's all like pre portioned and packaged up and it has the recipe cards and you can follow the recipe and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, I had ordered it, um, but they were late getting it to us. So I've um, already been with customer service. They're going to send me a bunch of extra free stuff. And so okay. we know you give a customer service. You're good for writing a letter. Real quick. Real <laughs> quick. I don't play. I would go full Karen and has to speak to the manager. But yeah, um, so they sent our first box and I really got it because just being, you know, transparent is that he's not the best cook. Um, Yeah. They all have
1: different skill sets.
0: And, you know, he has a different uh, taste palette and flavor profiles that he likes. But also, you know, being... Um, That, you know, I'm working from home and work had been like so crazy and busy for like the past, you know, since beginning of the year, basically. And so there'd be days where I just didn't have the time to like cook lunch or cook dinner Uh or, you know, just meetings would run late. And then, you know, it's like 630 and it's like I'm still at work. So and, you know, I feel like cooking meals was a big stressor for him, I think, because he just didn't have, you know, the skill level. Of you know, that I have. And so <laughs> there would be way too many times where we would just order because that was the easiest option. And I was like, okay, well, right. you know, this isn't sustainable. So, you know, let me try to, you know, kind of work on this together. Like we can, um because I feel like, you know, cooking a meal from scratch would probably be like stressing the fuck out. Mm. And so I was like, well, you know, if we do the meal kit then It has all the instructions, like every it has pictures, you know, everything's portioned. All you have to do is basically prep and then follow the instructions. Okay. And um, so, yeah, we kind of have been trying that out. So I did only three meals um, per box. So we had um, a really good like quesadilla meal, Mm -hmm. Um, this like creamed kale tortelloni meal and then he's I did those two because you know I wanted to like kind of you know show him how easy it is and, like, right you know, right go through the steps and you know you watch me and you know try to teach him so he's downstairs making the third one now and we'll see how that turns out I um for like dinner. but nice. yeah it um the meals are really good they're super easy to to prepare and you know everything's like pre-portioned it's a bit different than some of them because A lot of, I think, like, HelloFresh and Blue Apron has, like, every single thing, like, you know, pre-portioned out. Like, you need two ounces of this, and it's in, you know, wrapped up. It's in a little bottle. But with this one, they try to be a bit more sustainable with their packaging. So, there's some things that aren't included in the box, and you have to, like, you know, provide it yourself. Right. Because, you know, they just don't want, it's such a small amount of, you know, whatever it is that they don't want to give you another bottle or another package or another, you know, plastic and things. And then you have to worry about the recycling and everything. So, right. So yeah, it's been, it's been pretty good so far. So our next box comes on Tuesday and uh, yeah, we're going to try it out for the month of March. So Um. if y'all want to get some free food, I have a referral code. So just write me (laughs) and we could both get something for free.
1: Yes, I would like free food. <laughs> Text me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do like those. I used to like, when I was working crazy, crazy at like the firms, like 70, 80 hours a week, I would just do those boxes because I had no time to grocery shop mm-hmm. and cook food. And those usually like, you could make it in like 30 minutes, most of us. Yeah. Time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, let's get into what you're drinking. What you got for us this week, Maurice?
0: So... I'm giving the Bartesian a rest for a little bit.
1: Yes. Putting in overtime.
0: You know, since since Christmas, it has been, mm-hmm. you know, putting <laughs> putting in work. But, you know, it's good work. It's it's a good, a really, really good device. So this week, um, thanks to my friend Trina, she sent me a um an assortment of cocktail mixers. So it's with cococktails.com. And so mm-hmm. they have an assortment of just different uh, small batch cocktail mixers using fresh ingredients. Um, no preservatives, no additives. Um, everything, I believe, is organic. I'm not quite 100% sure. But um, but yeah, it's really good. So So what I have tonight, I have the Hey Girl.
1: <laughs> hey girl,
0: so perfect. Yeah, so it is cool, fresh cucumber with muddled mint and lime. Um, all of these cocktails you can kind of mix them with different um spirits. So this, uh hey girl, you can pair with tequila, gin, vodka, rum, or if you want a mocktail situation, you can do just some club soda. But I have vodka in mind tonight.
1: Okay, vodka. It gives you
0: like a. Cucumber martini slash mojito vibe. So,
1: roughly, that's, really, that's, really nice. that's nice.
0: Yeah, what about you?
1: I'm keeping it super simple to speak <laughs> as I was traveling. So, I'm just having a jack and ginger.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Real simple. You don't like it?
0: Well, I don't like jack dance.
2: Okay,
0: fancy. Yeah, like you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Why? so fancier was the jack.
1: Yeah. Mm -mm. To me, I'm just really bougie. I believe, actually, like, the only ginger ale that I like is Canada Dry Bold. Like, the bold one. It's just really good. So, that's actually what makes it for me. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) So, let's hop into these categories for the week. Maurice, what are we discussing first? What's been happening?
0: First up is the Golden Globes, where on sunday Mm -hmm. i didn't watch i didn't watch either well it um the golden globes is like the one that it's always weird like this is the one where they eat dinner Uh and everyone's like super drunk by the time they even get to the the um award uh portion of the of the night and they always run into trouble because they have just the wrong nominations or, you know, people get snubbed. And we talked about this a few weeks ago, um, but some more information came to light about why epic shows like I May Destroy You got mm-hmm. zero nominations. And then, um, you know, just other films like One Night in Miami and, and other black centered films just didn't get the recognition that they deserved. And so um, one newspaper who it was New York times or somebody had an expose and they said that there's no black members of the Hollywood foreign press association. So the governing body that gives the nominations and the awards, there's no black person on wow. their board. I've read that. I think it's like 87 people that comprise of the board and
1: not one black person. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure what the makeup of men to women is. Mm -hmm. I uh, feel like it's probably mostly white men. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what the other representation of people of color are either. (laughs) But to me, that's crazy. But this is the the foreign national... What is it again? Because I get Uh, them confused. This is different than the body that does the Oscars, right? Right. Okay. Gotcha. How do you get on this board?
0: Child, I don't know, but apparently you can get flued out to Paris as well because they were um flying out the people to go see like the Emily in Paris set. And like they said that's why that show got some nominations because they got flued out. They got wow. they, they stayed in a fancy hotel, and they were just some of them were actually even paid. Right, so it's, um, it
1: seems like it's pay to play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tell you the situation
1: going on. Exactly. Because Emily of Paris was cute, but it wasn't, but it wasn't... all that. <laughs> right. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it wasn't all of that. It wasn't but... moving me. It wasn't like it didn't make me think. It was just something cute and easy and fun to
0: watch. Mm-hmm.
1: Not to say that those kinds of things don't deserve awards, but I really wasn't checking for her.
0: Mm-mm. No, but I watched season two. That was cute.
1: That's cute. So it was interesting though because of COVID. I'm guess was there COVID last year during the Golden Globes?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So I guess this is the first time they had to do the at-home format. It, to me, it just looks crazy because it's like it people are at, at home and they live in mm-hmm. room on the couch with their family, dressed up, and it's just like for what? Why?
0: <laughs> well, my um, I have a problem with it because. There were just so many different levels of setup. And mm-hmm. it was just like you had some people who, you know, they would dress up, they put on their gown, they were in a, you know, nicely decorated um area. Their lighting was together, you know, their sound was was on point. But then you had other people who were like sitting at home in their pajamas and yeah. their internet, their Wi Fi was acting up and <laughs> their audio was bad. And what's his name? Had on a hoodie, um, Jason Sudeikis. And he oh, really? won. Yeah, he had on his tie-dye hoodie.
1: Wow. Yeah. I saw Jodie Foster and her wife were like in pajamas. In pajamas.
0: Shelly. Yeah. But they lesbian, so you know they... They <laughs> like to be comfortable. I guess so, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I just feel like if y'all are going to... You know, we're in a new situation where... Like, even Amy Poehler and um, Tina Fey couldn't be in the same room. They were, like, they made it work. Because they only had, like, a couple of issues. But mm-hmm. I feel like if y'all going to do it, you have to, like, make sure everyone's setup is exactly the same. or together. Right. Or are we dressing up or are we not? Are we going to be laid back or are we going to be glam? You know, like, what's... Right. Especially the people who you know are winning awards. Like, mm-hmm. right. it mm-hmm. just needs to be together yeah like Shit's creek when they were on was that the emmys last i'm year? not sure when they had that whole setup and they were like they had rented out um i think it was casa loma in mm-hmm. toronto and they had like it was like a wedding venue they had like catering they had lighting they had it looked real good but it was right. it was too obvious that they were winning everything right at that right, old right. show. yeah and let it be known.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was okay award show. I just think the, the award show format is a dying art, if you will. I think that you know, <laughs> COVID has only pushed that further. Yeah. And I think that something really needs to be done in terms of like, the format that they do that. And I think that just these present times are a representation of that transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think award shows 10 years from now are going to be totally different than they were in the
0: 99 and 2000s. Yeah. They made a joke. And they said that this could have been an email. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel
1: like that's really what it's going to just come down to. Yeah. It's going to be an email, or it's just going to be like a whole bunch of, um, you know, Zoom squares, and they're just going to like. Remember when you were a kid waiting to see? Well, I guess not you because you grew up in South Carolina, but growing up in the north, and being a kid waiting for uh, to see if your school had a snow day, it went across like the banner oh, at the bottom of the, the TV. Bottom, yeah. Like I feel like that's just what the award show uh, is going to be. Like you know, the just a banner. Ticker That's what it really like should be, want. yeah. You know, because it's really just a self-congratulatory, self-aggrandizing mm-hmm. industry. Like, how many people are in percentage of America are part of Hollywood? I mean, I guess we, you know, partake in the arts, but I think that also lots of people who are winning these awards are kind of like <laughs> snubbing the awards and their acceptance. Like, oh, these don't matter. My art speaks for itself. I don't mean, need the award. It's like uh, what you're, what you're taking it,
0: but you, yeah, like but, I don't yeah. like that. That's the whole, <laughs> yeah, I don't like when they do that right because it's like because it's a process about it to even Um, submit yourself for for consideration yeah for consideration being nominated then just pass it up at the nomination phase right or don't even submit yourself and let's not act
1: like these nominations don't like increase your um billing if you will your coins like when when your name says oscar nominated or oscar award winning honey you can command a higher coin it's Mm -hmm. just that's just facts. Yeah. But yeah. Was there any uh, fashions that were particular stands out for
0: you? Um, in a bad way, Cynthia. En- oh, God, what's her name? Enviro.
1: Cynthia Arrivo. Arrivo. Enviro. Oh, I could never,
0: get- never get her name right. I'm sorry, girl. But she had an old fluorescent highlighter green dress. I like the shape of the dress, but mm-hmm. on her, it just didn't. On her, well, the color of the dress also on her skin tone was, like, amazing. But right. the styling of it, like, she had on, a, like, a nose, like, a septum ring in her nose. And then she had on them metallic. The uh, oh, and, oh. oh, yeah, the gloves. And then she had those metallic um, stripper heels on. Yeah. I was a girl. No, man. It didn't. It didn't look good to me yeah. at all.
1: The color was great. The silhouette was great. But I didn't like the mm-hmm. hair. I didn't like the makeup. Mm-hmm. And she looked like she was about to artificially inseminate a cow. Oh. It, was just, <laughs> it was just not the look. At yeah, all, yeah. um, another going from Cynthia Rebo to Cynthia Nixon. I actually loved Cynthia Nixon's. Look. Oh, I I thought, see her. Was, I thought it was great. She looked good. It was like this, like white dress with like this looked like a painting almost on it, and had all these different tassels. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite enjoyed that. But in terms of like standout fashion, I really wasn't all too too impressed.
0: I did love Auntie Viola Davis. She had a little nasty, um, African print that Cameroon. Um, print. Oh, okay, Bibi Zahara Benaye, <laughs> Cameroon. Yes. yes. But, um, <laughs> the I think she looked it good. Like she was snatched down to the waist. It like flared out at the bottom. Um, it was like one arm, one shoulder, and you know she rocked her natural looking mm-hmm. hair. Um, but yeah, she looked it good. The colors were amazing on her. Yeah. Regina King looked nice. Um. Okay, and this goes back to the setup of the shot. So her dog was like in the background oh on the gosh. pillow. Like you got to make sure your background is together. Right. Like she did that shot, and then she did the one where she was like on her patio, I guess. And I was like, mm-hmm. Girl, are you, are your lighting. Was she right?
1: was she in the same house as Andre? Day? Because they like no. she like. Andre Day was doing an interview, and she ran into the room and surprised her, and she was super excited. I was mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't be surprised. if like they just rent out mansions. It's like, all right, you're in the living room, you're in the dining room, mm-hmm. you're on the back patio. Right. It was just like, because also these celebrities don't want you seeing it all up in their real house. You know, That's they're not true. like Kim Kardashian or nothing. That's and
0: true.
1: that way, like all the production is central mm-hmm. and, but somewhat still, COVID compliant. Or I guess as much as you're gonna be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did like what my boyfriend was wearing, though. Who? Daniel.
2: Oh.
1: It was like this nasty, like, chartreuse green suit with, like, this nice turtleneck. He just looked good. He he could pull it off.
0: I only saw... Well, I I was distracted by that thing on his channel. What is that, a mole? Okay, so when you mentioned it a couple weeks back,
1: when he hosted SNL, I thought it was like a pimple right but then i started looking at other pictures and i was scrolling through his instagram just checking up on him and <laughs> it's like a um like a mole yeah
0: yeah yeah so he might need a dermatologist i don't think
1: that's, i don't think that's going nowhere
0: yeah he need to tie um some floss around it mm-hmm. and it'll fall off in a few days Oh that's stop! A, it's not. It's not a skin
1: tag, child. It looks like it looks like that thing has a heartbeat. Okay, ugh, he needs to go see a professional yeah. or like Dr. Pimple Popper or somebody. Somebody.
0: But I did. <laughs> I liked how he his was more of a, like a photo shoot shot. That's mm-hmm. all. I, I didn't see any live pictures, of, video of him. Right. But the sole on the shoe was a bit thick. Like
1: it was like a creeper style shoe. New. Yeah. Yeah. But. All right. Let's talk about some of the award winners. <laughs> Andre Day won in her first performance in the film.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. She Uh, performed
1: in in Lee Daniels' United States versus Billy Holiday. Did you see the movie?
0: And I won't because
1: (laughs) why? It was a it was a a good movie.
0: Okay, it was Lee Daniels. (laughs) Well, Precious was good. But I think for uh, Andra is that this was one of those roles where she led with. I lost thirty-five pounds for this, and I believe in Hollywood they like that kind of statement where mm-hmm. I'm fully committed to a role, and right. I'm gonna, you know, transform my body. Body transform- and She looks sick, for like even today. Like I don't know how long ago they filmed this, but. Her arms were, like, really thin. I thought she looked good. Know, not to me. Well, maybe I, I don't have... know how she really yeah. looks. Because she always gives me, like... I just remember her as, like, like, that thick, kind of fifty. She had, like, that 50s vibe because she would pin always wear girl. that little... Oh yeah, like, pin-up mm. head, head wrap. And then she just had that look. Yeah. Um, she was she was giving, like, girl, Amy Winehouse,
1: been to this. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know?
1: Yeah. But... I I watched the film. I thought that it was really a great performance for her. I think that she does have a resemblance of Billie Holiday. I think that she kind of approximated the voice. I will say this. um, The makeup and the hair and the costume really elevated her performance, right? Like, even just when it comes to people, like, when you have on your good suit, like, I have my, like, my good suits for court, and I got my good, like, my other suits for the office. You know or you have that pair of shoes or you have some Or when my hair's cut i still have a little high level of confidence i think that the makeup in the hair was so good like you know billy Holiday used a lot of drugs there was points where her eyes were like bloodshot or her eyes were yellow where she was like going through detox you could just the makeup in the hair and the costume mm-hmm. was so great that i think it elevated the performance right and i also think it's the kind of script that it was and that it was more dynamic than say ma rainey's black bottom which was a stage play uh but the performance in and of itself i could just isolate andre day's performance it was not better than viola davis but i think it was the culmination of all those things that being said i still think that she did really good i think it was an amazing story that she told and good luck to her in her um future i really think she should just continue with the acting thing
0: uh no ma'am. I well, never. I mean, she,
1: she can she can give she can give rise up a rest because she be doing that song for like five okay. years, girl. Okay,
0: like that's I'm like, girl, that's why they're giving you that award so you can just go <laughs> away. I don't. Um, and that's the thing. That's the only song I know about her. I don't. I didn't even know she acted. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things where they probably just needed somebody to sing. And right, Jennifer Hudson was booked doing the <laughs> Aretha Franklin Because, yeah, and, you know, they just need us. And, and that's probably probably the reason why I'm not excited to see it, is that mm-hmm. it's just, you know, if they would have gave me, like... Because I feel like Angela Bassett and What's Love Got To Do With It. Oh, she was propped Yeah, robbed because... The yeah, but if they would have gotten us someone who already sings... Like, girl, you sing anyway, like Andre Day. Like, come on, girl. Right. And they really just wanted you for this soundtrack. But with mm-hmm. um, Angela Bassett, and she looked it okay. Like, I didn't like the fringe on her look. And then she had the heavy um, Tessica Brown braid. <laughs> <That's the guy. laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just feel like did Andre push herself in this role, or was she just singing because she already sang? I,
1: don't, I mean, it's hard to say, did she push herself as an actor? because this is the first thing we've ever seen her act in. Um, but I think overall, she did pretty good. I will say this. I think that the only other person of the films that I did see I would have, that would have won it would be Viola Davis, because mm-hmm. the film that won Best Director, which she's the first woman of color to ever win Best Director at the Golden Globes. Her name's Chloe Zhao, and she directed Nomadland, mm-hmm. which is also streaming on Hulu. I watched it, and I thought the movie was terrible. Hated it. Wow. Cause it's like the, the film follows like these people who are kind of like nomadic and traveled and they live in like, you know, Montana and Wyoming and they work for Amazon and it's just, there wasn't much story. It was a beautifully shot film, but there wasn't a story mm-hmm. there. And you know, Frances McDermott is homeless. Very good. She does homeless very well, but overall I wasn't impressed. I'm mm-hmm. yeah. um, child Boseman, one best actor.
0: Mm-hmm. Posthumously.
1: Yes, just see. I I thought that was really good and also well deserved. His his wife um gave a speech that was really really beautiful.
0: I didn't watch the speech because I knew it was going to be like too mm-hmm. much. Too yeah, much I got teary eyed. All... Yeah, but tens for him. He's gonna. He's definitely gonna get the Oscar. You think? Yeah. 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 I just. I just. Yeah. Because one, the performance was amazing. It was. And then they love a posthumous moment. Yeah. I definitely think so too.
1: Yeah. Um so his I think his wife might be, you know, in for a th- award season of speeches.
2: hmm yeah. yeah.
1: Who 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 else were the winners? That girl. Um... Rosamund Pike won. <laughs> she did. <laughs> and and that girl I can't stand in the Queen's Gambit, she won. I can't stand that girl.
0: Ugh. You know, um I think her name's Anya. Anya, yeah. Anya Taylor Joy. Joy, yeah. So with um the queen's gambit i didn't watch it for a long time because i just wasn't i don't know the picture just didn't on the netflix just didn't get me but then um, so he started watching it and mm-hmm. when i was just downstairs i was like what are you doing and so i came down and we were watching it together and if y'all would have told me that her wigs were so bad Oh no! I said the wigs were terrible, Maurice. You did. Oh yeah. I did absolutely. The wig is bad. My my
1: boyfriend knows that. Like that's one of my statements. That's one of my things with movies. The wig is terrible. That's I say at least once a day. That's a horrible wig. Her wigs were
0: were horrible. Terrible. And the more they showed her, the more I laughed. And I just got (laughs) so invested in how bad the wigs were Mm -hmm. that that I just watched over and over. We like binged the whole season in like two days. But yeah,
1: that's, that's all it was for me. The wigs were just a hot mess,
0: but yeah, Netflix did have a good night. So the, the crown won four um awards, they won best uh TV series drama, best actress, uh, for um, mm-hmm. the one who played uh Diana, Diana. the guy who played P- Prince Charles, won. and then. Jillian Anderson. She played Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher. I didn't know she was American. Who?
1: Jillian Anderson. You didn't watch X-Files? That's what my boyfriend said. No, I did not watch X-Files. Oh, my God. I was like, I don't know who this woman is. The first time I ever saw her was in the crowd. Really? Yes.
0: Oh, that's crazy.
1: That is my Margaret Thatcher
0: voice. And it's horrible. <laughs> um,
2: okay. Hmm. Yeah,
0: so she's in um she was born in Chicago, according to Wikipedia, but she grew up in London. Okay. Yeah. She's in a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, they made her ass look hella old. So good job to hear and <laughs> yet again. <laughs>
0: she, she called it a helmet that uh, hair was stiff.
1: Very stiff. Very, very stiff. But yeah, that's good. Um, I love because the Golden Globes always does the Cecil B the Cecil B. DeMille Award, which mm-hmm. was Jane Fonda. And she, I love Jane Fonda because she is very much in her activist bag. And she let the Golden Globes have it. And she basically named like all the people of colors performances, all the people of colors films. Mm-hmm. and She was like, when she did shout out um <clears throat> I may destroy you. Yeah. Michaela mm-hmm. Cole. And she's like, we've got to do better. this is a
0: mess. Yeah. yeah she stayed Damn. getting arrested, too. So. She do stay getting arrested. I love me some her.
1: Huh? All right. Was there anything else we had in the categories to discuss
2: this week? <coughs> oh, um, let's just pray. Let's just pray.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that was it. I think the, um, what's next? The SAG Awards? I think that's. I don't know. I don't know. Coming up, Oscar nominations are on the 15th of March, the Ides of March.
2: But um, I mean,
0: that was pretty much it. It's hard to kind of talk about because like the, um, you know, it's more visual. Like, you know, we don't have the right visual thing to go for. But I get it. Yeah.
1: All right, well, let's go to I said what I said. What do you got to say this week, Maurice?
0: So my I said what I said for this week goes out to um pretty much, it's kind of an overarching one. It's about like judgmental people <laughs> and how people just need to let people be and live their uh-huh. lives. So I don't know if you've seen uh, this story, but this Occurred. I want to say last week. So there's this lady named uh, Crystal Jackson. I don't know where she lives, but Mm -hmm. she is a 44 year old mother of three, and someone (laughs) discovered her OnlyFans page. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Y'all know I love the OnlyFans, but yes, all the subscriptions. They hit that credit card. No, because you can see them for free on Pornhub. Oh,
1: okay,
2: okay.
0: <laughs> that, that's how you get around it. Because, you know, they post the same stuff. And then a lot of them will post it on Twitter anyway, so. Right. You can see it for free. You uh-huh. don't have to pay. And so, um, so, she has her OnlyFans. It's called Mrs. Poindexter. And what she does is, well, okay, I'll back up. So. She's been married for 14 years. Um, in the first month on OnlyFans, she made $15,000. Wow. So, over all of social media, she has over 500,000 followers. hmm Actually, no. On Instagram, she got like 600 and like almost 40,000. Okay. Um, so, I guess on OnlyFans, she has 500,000. And she makes $150,000 a month on wow. OnlyFans.
1: Amazing.
0: She does charge fourteen ninety nine. Still wow. Which is a lot <laughs> because one hundred fifty thousand dollars a, a month.
1: month. Wow. Okay. And she yeah. Ha- and she charges how much? Uh,
0: fourteen ninety nine. Okay. Yeah.
1: So
2: she has ten thousand subscribers
0: per month. Uh no.
2: God damn. That's not the proper amount. Yes.
0: Well, that's her net, so she got more. Okay. Than that, but okay. Okay. I got you. I don't know the fee situation on, on right. um, OnlyFans, but, but yeah, so she's you know living her life and making her money, and her someone at her kid's school found her OnlyFans because somebody's obviously looking, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And they expelled her kids from school. She has. Oh, uh- for what? <laughs> I don't know. So they are at a Catholic high school. Um she has three kids ages uh twelve, ten, and eight. And they said that they were alerted that you know she had an OnlyFans page that they called her disturbing, disgusting, and horrifying. And said in the email that her kids uh should be kicked out of school. So what? yeah. I mean...
1: It's a Catholic school, so they have their religious, you know, exemption that they can hide behind. So there are certain discrimination things that can't be filed. But my question is is the tuition paid?
0: Probably. Yeah. Oh, definitely.
1: I'm I'm sure. So that's all you're concerned about. Okay. And I'm like, is she in there with her husband or is she just doing solos?
0: So this is the (laughs) the thing. Like, it is described as um, R rated content. Okay. So all she's posting is pictures, like, suggestive pictures. Like, she's always fully clothed. It's not like you know, she busting it open. Like, right. she's always fully clothed. She has, she'll has she wear you know, lingerie or, you know, like, t-shirts. Like, mm-hmm. a t-shirt and panty drawers. But I don't know if it's just very cold wherever she is. Because <laughs> <laughs> The nipples are like are perked, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are always sticking wow. through her t-shirt. But it's basically that. Like she says, she just wants to give like a pinup aesthetic, and they're really like her in her lingerie, bent over, opening up the oven to take out a dozen cookies, or she's like, you know, looking out over the patio, mm-hmm. or like I mean, she's she a real regular looking woman? Yeah, like she is basic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mediocre at best but right. she you know got a decent set of titties I guess but she's not giving me like $150,000 a month worth no that's why I'm confused
1: I mean she got a a bra a bustier and an Apple watch in this picture she looks like she's going to pick the kids up from school right Like.
0: <laughs> right.
1: what's uh, the no problem
0: yeah like I'm not even bad at it, but she found a way to goop them people out of that much money a month, but she's I just feel like yeah, and I just feel and she also has like a like a real job it says she works in like tech mhm Com- she's a computer engineer, I'm like, I don't she, see what she, the problem is she's here she is baking cookies, yeah,
1: it's real, yeah, this is wow. you know it's hard it's hard out here to make a living and people you know tuition at catholic school is expensive and i feel like it's an overreach but i guess it's different now because we live our lives like online right so everything you post is out there for the world to consume it has now become public information like she's at a catholic school but somebody's daddy must have subscribed Mm -hmm. to her and be talking and, Mm -hmm. and one of the moms heard and she pissed and she ratted out to the school administration and all that we know exactly how this went but it's just like. You know, there's a certain level with which I think living your life online opens you up to a lot of scrutiny from others because, like, let's say, for example, if Miss Poindexter was, you know, just dancing every Wednesday night at her local strip joint,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, would that person have the balls to go tell? Maybe, maybe not, but Uh like what proof would they have? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like there's a little bit more in and in like when you're actually out here in real life and have to confront people, they're not gonna it's just different. I think people just the online thing has just made a whole new world that has gotten really crazy.
0: Yeah, and like people like you said, they just are emboldened because they can hide behind, you know, I'm gonna create a fake email address and I'll just email this to the school principal. Right. You know, and the morality of it, John, who cares? She's, She's fully an adult. Clothed. Is She's an adult. It's her account. Like it's not like she is doing some, you know, nasty stuff and got like really crazy stuff on there. She's like in her lingerie, baking cookies, right. and, <laughs> and is not X-rated. And even if it was, who cares? Even if it was, right. My thing is, it's like, okay, so what if
1: a mother is a adult actress and her kid goes to Catholic school? Like, she might want to put her kid in a parochial school for a multitude of reasons, but you got to be able to separate. Like, it's too, yeah. it's too much of an overreach for me. That's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But get that money, Mrs. Porn I'm not yes. mad at that.
1: Get that coin. Put them kids in public school. You're going to be all right. Okay. Right. You can hire tutors. We'll do whatever you need to do. Just, you know, make that money, girl. I'm Don't ass. let it make you. Right. I'm sure. And no, Tinoche, this this news story has probably boosted her numbers anyway.
0: Oh, for sure. So she's,
1: so she's collecting a bunch of bigger mm-hmm. coins. She's going to be A-OK.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, my say, said what I said goes to Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> what? So we all have well at least not we, but I remember having a potato head when I was a kid. It was called a Mr. Potato Head. It's mm-hmm. like a little spud of a potato, and he has all these holes, his eyes, his nose, his mustache. It's just a kid's toy. Well, you know, due to the deconstruction of the binary and it being a very, very politically correct culture, Mr. Potato Head is undergoing a rebranding for 2021. They are dropping the Mister. And what? Mister... <laughs> yes. <laughs> he will no longer be called Mister Potato Head. He's just going to be called. They don't know they Potato don't... Head. Gonna be called, but just Potato Head, because God. they think that it um, is. They want to break away from the traditional gender roles, and they want to allow children to play with these toys to be able to have the room to make their own families and attribute or ascribe the gender that they see fit to their potato head. And they want the kids to be able to create same-sex families or single-parent families utilizing Mr. Potato Head. Now, correct me for am I remember there used to be a Mrs. Potato Head, too. Yeah, there is. So, I'm confused. So, now Mr. Potato Head can't have gender. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous because it's a potato, right? But it's also the point of the toy. And I think that, like, what? kids are going to be creative and do what they want to do with the toy mm-hmm. anyway. When I play Barbies with my sister, I would make the girl Barbies be lesbians and I make the Ken and then the black Ken be boyfriends. The kids are going to have, you know, are going to play in fantasy and make believe with the thing themselves. Why do we need to get to a point where we're so politically correct that we can't call it Mr. Potato Head? It's just Potato Head. It's just it's it's it's, it's almost laughable and ridiculous. It's just too much. Why are we ascribing gender to like? It's like oh well, we're pushing a gender on the potato. It's a potato. It's the, that's part of the joke. It's silly. It's a kid's toy.
0: Um, I mean, I understand because I you know, we do want to be a more inclusive society. And, you know, there are kids, you know, the same reason as we want diversity in Barbies and dolls and black dolls. And we want, you know, dolls of color and with mm-hmm. different hair textures and different body sizes and, and, you know, different um ability levels and things like that. So I understand right. it. I do feel like with, with potato head, all the parts are interchangeable so right. you can put the <laughs> lips where the eyes are supposed to go.
2: Right He got
0: like the two arms on the side, one can have the purse and then they got the different shoes and the hair and the hat and the glasses and the mustache and so I feel like potato head in general is already interchangeable inclusive you make it enough. You yeah
2: right
0: but I mean... yeah the company feels
1: that it's now time to be more inclusive of all um you know gender diversities and just have it be potato head and the kids can now build the potato families and um they can make the man potato if they choose it it's a man potato wear a dress if they want or earrings mm-hmm. and the girl mm-hmm. potato can wear pants which I get but the whole point and the whole nature of this toy is to make it what you want anyway I never put the eyes where the eyes were supposed to be because it was just a silly thing and I just I don't know for me I just girl like Mr. Potato Head you're not having that much of an impact on the world and I'm not I mean, I'm not a trans person I don't know if this is even to deal with trans people or just to deconstruct gender altogether but I just and maybe I'm an adult But I just feel like it's not that valuable. It seems a little bit silly to me. that might Mm -hmm. sound controversial, but it's just everything has just become so politically correct that we have to, things lose their nostalgia, they lose their their meaning. And there are instances when that's okay and that's getting encouraged. Mm -hmm. But then there's instances where it just seems like it's being overworked, it's a little unnecessary. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel about Potato Head.
0: Like the Pearl Milling
1: Company. Yeah, like the Pearl Milling. Same way, same exact way I feel. It's I feel like all these things are not gonna have we're kind of scrubbing away meaning by sanitizing everything so much. I don't think that calling something Mr. Potato Head is going to have a lasting implication on the gender binary around children and how they feel about potatoes being gendered. I mean, it's just almost, it's kind of acidine to me. And that might sound controversial to some, but that's how I feel. And I said what I said.
2: Yep. Okay. Uh,
1: it's a potato. It's not even a
2: real thing. It's real to somebody.
1: For I guess. <laughs> that's a mess. Let's get on to tens, tens, tens across the board. It is your 10th this
0: week, Bobby. My 10th this week is going to Philadelphia-based uh, mother and daughter duo. So, Lynette Medley and her daughter Naya, they deliver over 250 um, period supply packages to people who have periods across the Delaware Valley. Um, they gave out nearly 2 million packages of menstrual products last year. Medley, oh, um, she runs a um, sexuality empowerment nonprofit called No More No More Secrets, Mind Body and Spirit, and they are opening what they call a menstrual hub in Germantown here in Philly. Um, it's going to be called the Spot. It opened actually on February twentieth, and they um, their goal is they want to reduce what they call uh, period poverty. So people who have periods if they don't have access to Um, the hygiene products, um, if they don't have a safe space to, um, uh, clean and be hygienic, um, Mm -hmm. because they said that, you know, the biggest barrier is running water and working toilets. Apparently a lot of people in, um, in Philadelphia don't have that. And so they, um, they stock free hygiene products at the spot It's at 4811 germantown avenue they also have resources for uterine care menstrual hygiene and overall health um and they also provide sustainable period products such as menstrual cups um they have an on-site computer lab and they have a um, brianna taylor safe room it's a a space where black brown and Marginalized women can just go to decompress and feel safe in their environment. They also have a um, GoFundMe because they want to raise money to you know, be able to operate and spread their message. They are um, about over half, just over half of their $120,000 goal. I can put That's information amazing. for anyone who wants to donate. I'm going to put that in the show notes. So tens for you, Lynette and Naya Medley out in Germantown, PA.
1: Awesome. That's really, really great. I have a 10s this week. It's kind of similar. Um, The 10s this week goes to uh, Dr. Ayla Stanford, who has headed up an organization called the Black Doctors COVID-19 Consortium. Uh, Last spring, the Black Doctors COVID-19 Consortium began doing testing at local churches and community centers in the hardest hit communities throughout Philadelphia. And Recently, they began not only doing testing, but doing vaccinations. Uh, Philadelphia is a majority black city and the COVID numbers are most impacting and having negative implications in black communities. Uh, However, within the city of Philadelphia, a lot of the organizations who have been providing vaccinations um, are providing vaccinations mostly to white people, people who are not hardest hit. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Stanford was able to outpace the city of Philadelphia through her walk up um clinics where there was no appointment necessary where all that they asked was that you be in the particular um radiation like one B mm-hmm. or whatever the group is mm-hmm. and that you live in the hardest hit zip codes uh for COVID. And within twenty four hours she was able to vaccinate over four thousand people. And I think the city of Philadelphia is averaging three thousand five hundred people throughout various sites and she was able to do all this out of one site. Um she's gonna continue. Huh.
0: Was this the one at Leo Core Center?
1: It was. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That line <laughs> so, was deep.
1: But she but she's getting them done and she did it in twenty four she twenty four hours. Got over four thousand people that um are most needed vaccinated. And I you know she in over 60% of the people getting vaccinated are Black people. It's is getting hit the hardest, but she's also providing and outpacing the city in terms of the percentage of white people, Asians, and Latinos, and those who are most vulnerable in terms of actually getting them the vaccine. So I think that that you know Dr. Stanford and all the other Black doctors that she's been working with really need to be commended as a year later, this is still very much impacting all of our lives. And I think that she, the mission of this organization is really bringing equity to access to health care. Um, which we all know is not fairly administered in this country. And it's just, you know, she was a pediatric surgeon and she took a break from her job as a pediatric surgeon and is, you know, giving up some of her income to help fight COVID and to be of use and give her talents and gifts where she's most needed. So, tends to you, I think it's just very commendable and I'm very proud. All right, anything else this week, Maurice?
0: Nope. Thanks for joining us for another week. I believe next week we'll be recapping the Prince Harry and Meghan Markle Oprah interview. Um, (laughs) They will be on CBS at 8 p.m. on Sunday, March 7th. And they extended it. It was going to be an hour and a half, but I hear now it's going to be two hours.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I watched the preview before. I'm very excited. Oprah said there's nothing that's off limits, so...
0: Oprah Winfrey, whole segment for real. for real, for real.
1: real. Yes. All right, guys. Well, have a great week and be safe. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is.
0: Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at categoryispod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at categoryispod.com.